Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkowski. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 29-20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today. For a brand new episode live on YouTube, episode number 189. Week one of training camp is almost in the books. We're going to talk to you about all the latest today. As you can tell by the title of this podcast, OJ Howard made his long-awaited return today. And he was in much better shape than a lot of us expected. We'll talk about that. Bruce Arians was also... uh, Not too candid when talking about his thoughts on practice today, saying, quote, it was a horseshit practice. Excuse my language. I just, you know, I'm I'm quoting somebody else. That's the journalistic nature in me. We'll talk about that. And, uh, of course, much, much more. But welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. How are you doing, my friend? Very good. Very good. Because one reason. Because now we finally get to have some semblance of actual football, right? Um, because the pads come on. We're recording this on Friday. The pads come on tomorrow, which is Saturday. So I think the players that maybe was a reason for the practice today, um, maybe the players like kind of knew that the pads were going on. After a while, you get a little sick of just doing it in shorts and a T-shirt, basically. So perhaps that was a reason why a lot of guys kind of look sluggish. All um, right. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be fun because when the pads get on, that's when you can really start evaluating guys and see what guys are doing what. And like I said, the, the, the Kenny Bell effect, um, you know, he looks great. <laughs> Everybody, any, anybody can look great in shorts and, and a T-shirt. Anybody can look great. You know, you, you and I could go out there and catch passes. Oh, yeah, sure. In, in shorts and a T-shirt. But what are you going to do when, when the pads come on? And, and that's where a lot of these guys got to separate themselves. So let's talk about what went wrong today. Uh, Bruce Arians made it no secret that he was disappointed in practice, the pacing of everything. Um, you know, Tom Brady also followed up at his press conference. He wasn't too happy about the day that they had out there today. And like you said, maybe there's this anticipation that the real work starts tomorrow once the pads go on. But, you know, if you're going to defend a Super Bowl championship, 
You can't, you can't right. just go out there and, and go through the motions. And I will tell you that uh, myself and our good buddy James Hill, a.k.a. Mr. Bucks Nation, we were able to go to training camp this morning as well. And uh, if you guys want to check out some of the highlights, we uploaded a vlog on our channel. Go check that out. We've got one from uh, Wednesday's practice as well. But we went out there, and honestly, watching the practice, there were a couple of guys who had rough days. Uh, Blaine Gabbert didn't have a very good day. Kyle Trask still just kind of looks lost out there. I think he might have trouble with the offense. Uh, it didn't seem like they were having a lot of faith in letting him run the offense in certain drills. They did these situations, these game time situations that they ran, I'd say, right before halftime of practice. And it would basically be, you know, quarterback drops back, 15 seconds on the game clock, short slant pass, getting good field position, set up a field goal, you know, spike it, call timeout, whatever you got to do. Our guy did not look good. Mr. Ice Cold Ryan suck up. I don't know the official count on his kicks today, but he missed like three or four of them. And they were from about 50 yards. But basically, let me wrap all this up by saying there were guys who didn't have good days. But if you were just there watching it, there were plenty of highlights and there were plenty of plays where you could have come away from that and thought, okay. But when you're a Super Bowl champion coach like Bruce Arians is, we know Bruce is vocal about people being held accountable on this team. Uh, When somebody is slacking off, he's going to let you know. And apparently he thought the whole team was there today. And I will say that while it wasn't, you know, the worst looking practice I've ever seen, there was kind of this feeling that some of the guys there were, as you said, just going through the motions, knowing that the real work starts tomorrow. But what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you know, first week of camp, pads aren't even on yet. It's the last day without pads. So in the grand scheme of things, who cares, right? All you can do is just learn and get better from it. Yeah, I mean, we're not even we're not even a week into this yet. So, um, I mean, of practices. So, uh, yeah, I. I I don't really think it's too these, – these types of practices are going to happen even when the pads come on. Uh, the, you know, these these types of practices are going to happen during a week of, of a game. You know, you always hear coaches say, oh, we had a great week of practice or oh, that, that week of practice wasn't that great. And a lot of times coaches won't admit that the week of practice wasn't that great unless it's after a win because they'll go, oh, that, that week of practice wasn't that great and I was a little worried, but we were able to come out and, and win. Yeah. Um, but I mean that happens. That, that that's gonna and that this will not be their their last bad practice this training camp. I promise you that is not everybody can be on every single day. Yeah. Um. So Ben Leeper in the chat asks, was practice really that bad, or was Bruce just being very harsh in order to keep us to a very high standard? I think I think that's part of it, but I also think like. I, I don't think he's just saying that just to say it. Like, I, right. I think yeah. he really means like, you guys got to like step up. Like, like this isn't even good. Not even for like a, a normal team. Like if they hadn't won the Super Bowl last year, I feel like he would have said this in training camp last year or the year before that. I feel like that's just not his standard, um, which is obviously a championship level standard now. But um, I, I feel like him and his entire staff hold, hold each other, you know, accountable and, these players are going to be held accountable. So especially the, the biggest thing is when, when you're going, it's one thing if you're struggling, but it's another thing if, if you, it looks like you're kind of phoning it in and just trying to get through the practice instead of work. You know, if you're trying, if it looks like you're just trying to, to get through the drills without, you know, you're doing the drills, but you're not putting maximum effort, effort or uh, things aren't as sharp as they need to be. That's when the, the coach needs to, to step up. And I mean, all the players that I'm sure they saw that quote now. So they're, yeah. 
I would expect a very nice day tomorrow. I expect a very good day. The pads are on for the first time. I don't know. I don't know if it's shells. I think it's for pads. I don't think it's shells, but um, so I, I would expect a very good day. I think those players are going to respond. I think they're going to respond well. I think the defense is going to be fired up because now they're able to do a little bit more physical stuff. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a good day of practice on Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of other people in the live chat. NFL God 99 says it's been a while. Good to see you again. Adam Davies, our friend from Bucks UK, was asking about the tough day at camp today. And my fellow Redbeard as well shouting me out. Um, so here's what I'll say. Like, you know, there were parts of practice that, that weren't great. There were a lot of drops. Uh, Scotty Miller has really not been that great at camp at all this week. Um he has probably had the most drops on the team. I think Surreal Grayson probably had two or three today. Uh, Cody McElroy, the tight end, had one that would have been probably catch of the day if he was able to reel it in. Um, you know, so there were guys that didn't look their best. But, you know, kind of like we've covered, a coach is going to step up and they're going to call you out. And I remember this time three years ago before Bruce was even in Tampa. There was a time where Bucks practice would happen people would goof off and then everybody would kind of forget about it because nobody was ever held accountable. And that's what everybody was screaming off of the rooftops for what felt like 10 to 15 years is where the hell is the accountability on this team? Everybody holding themselves to a certain standard, a certain, you know, level that you should be at when you go out there and you do your job, which is what these guys are paid to do. But you know, shitty day at practice in the books. What are you going to do about it? You're going to watch the film. You're going to come back and, uh, full pads tomorrow and you're going to have a kick-ass practice like the Super Bowl champs do um I, I want to talk really quickly though about some of the guys that did play well today I think something was on your mind what's up uh, I just want to say our buddy Jack uh in the chat one thing Jack had put a really nice comment on on our uh, interview with, with John Ledyard so shout out to you Jack appreciate it um Jack what's up buddy he, he he just says you know they're basically bored they aren't playing for anything they aren't going to game plan for the Cowboys in front of the public which is true with yeah. like the game planning stuff but you 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 you, you still got to work you know you got to like this is especially guys on the bubble like Scotty Miller he's not going to get cut but like is Tyler Johnson going to start to take over that wide receiver four role is Jalen Darden going to take, you know, like it matters to those guys. So, um, I mean, if if you're bored, that's not a good, if they're like, Oh, I'm bored. Well, that's not a good sign. You you got work to do. You know how hard it was to win the first Super Bowl. It's even harder to win the second one. So, um, they, they definitely got to step up one more thing before we move on. I know it's very early into camp, but I'm glad to hear the bugs running backs, even Rojo have been doing well with their receiving work. Yeah. I mean, with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, I'm gonna like prove it to me in a game first uh, that 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 you can consistently catch the football because if I remember correctly, especially when like the defense isn't really hitting right now, so we'll be able to have a better idea when the pads do go on um, about like their their receiving work. But I I don't even know if they're gonna get that many opportunities to 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 receive the ball anyway this season. So I will say that in the few days I have been out to camp, I have counted a few. Um errant drops for Lenny and Rojo just drops that probably shouldn't have happened Uh, but I can tell you that Gio Bernard looks really good and as we transition into people who look good today a guy who's been impressing me all week is Gio Bernard and I say that because holy hell this guy is a lot faster than I thought he was Evan Um, you know we kind of knew he was quick and shifty but there were a couple of plays maybe it was the effort factor here 
but there were a couple of plays where he was getting up through his uh through his gap down the field a little bit faster than Ronald Jones. Um, you know, and Rojo is a guy who's pretty notorious for having that first pretty quick break of speed. Um, but Gio's looking good out there, man, and I'm happy to see what he can do with this offense because a pass catching running back, which this team still kind of desperately needs. Hopefully Gio can kind of fill that spot, but it just opens up so much for this offense and uh I'm excited to see what he does in the preseason. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see his usage in the preseason because I, I'm not sure. I think they, they want to play him so he can like learn the offense and stuff, but I don't know if they want to force it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they want to force the issue because like he's a valuable piece and they're, they're going to need him to win football games. Like There's going to be a game where Ronald Jones can't catch a cold and Leonard Fournette isn't reliable enough and the running game just not getting going and you're going to have to rely on the passing game and it's going to have to be Giro Bernard. So it, there's there's going to be a game this season, possibly multiple games, where that's going to matter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn <clears throat> did not have a great practice today. And um, I, I kind of feel like we pick on him on this podcast, but it, it sucks because every time we well, talk about him, we I'm, don't have I, a ton. You yeah, you like pick I, on I, I pick on yeah I pick you pick on, on. Uh, technically yeah um but he did not have the best practice today as far as it comes to receiving skills he has had just as many drops if not a little bit more um would like to see a little bit more out of him but with Gio Bernard stepping up the usage in the preseason like you just mentioned will be interesting to see but um yeah the rest of that running back room it's going to figure itself out you definitely know the starters so we'll see what happens when those guys put the pads on. Uh, as far as players that were not at practice today, Justin Watson still uh, still on the PUP list. Cam Brait still on there as well. John Franklin and Chris Wilcox round that list out. Cam Gill did not practice today. Jordan Whitehead was out there, and he was dressed, which means he has officially cleared COVID protocols for anybody who is curious about his status. So he should be ready to go here soon, but he didn't have a helmet on today. Uh, so we'll kind of see what happens once the pads do start to come back on. Um, you know, maybe he's doing some extra rehab. I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. But uh, he should be out there soon. And Will Golston was in a bucket hat. He just had a vet day today. Chris Godwin was not out there initially, but he did come out and uh, make his training camp debut, which was was great to see. And then the man of the hour, OJ Howard, coming back. From that season-ending injury, he was out there, and I got to tell you, dude, OJ looks great, and the shape that he's in just kind of confirms to me that he probably could have been ready to go day one of camp, but the Bucks were just being a literally uh, a little overcautious with his situation, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the smart play. I mean, the first few days of camp, like it is what it is. It's it's the first few days of camp. It's not. Like he's going to be, he knows the offense. This is his third year in the offense. So it's not like he has to catch up on anything like that. Sure. There's new wrinkles and everything every season, but I think as far as being cautious, I think that was the smart play. I, I think they wanted to get him in one practice before the pads went on, because like I said, it's just, it's a whole different game when the pads come on. Right. It really is. Um, so it's all about, you know, the speed of getting back to the game, how quickly it's going to come back to you going through the motions without pads just gets you that much more prepared to go through the motions with pads on. Right. And I mean, when, when you're coming off of a, uh, a major injury, um, like he is, there's going to be, it's a little, a little bit of mental, I think. So, so maybe that was, that was partly why they wanted to put him out there now to, to kind of prove to himself that, everything's all right you know like you're healthy you're good to go so um 
it, it if, if he can he's not going to be you know like the clear starter because I, I don't view and we'll talk about the tight end room here in a second but i don't view there as being a, a clear number one starter in this tight end room because i think the way they like to do it and they have so much talent there it's almost like wide receiver like everybody's gonna get a chance yeah. you know yeah that's um, definitely a fair take so I, I i you know if if he can come in and just be that type of you know cameron bright he's not beating anybody deep down the field he just he's not gronkowski can but not like not on a regular basis but oj howard is the type of guy that can and if he's used as that vertical threat and he's been and he's able to stay relatively healthy throughout the season. That's a huge weapon. The only problem is that history shows us that he's not going to stay healthy because he has not. I don't believe he's played a full 16 games yet. So in his NFL career, uh, he's drafted in 2017 and he hasn't played a full 16 games. So history tells us that, no, he's not going to stay healthy. He's going to miss time. Hopefully it's not a serious long term injury. Um, hopefully he's able to start all 16 games. That would be, like I said, it'd be a huge boost. And just, it gives the offense another weapon, which like didn't even need anymore, but Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, if, if you got it, use it. So um, Adam Davies says, in my opinion, you, you need a bad day in practice just to refocus everyone. When the pads go on, we'll see who shines. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if everything's, you know, hunky dory and, you know, every, everybody's singing Kumbaya and, you know, it's not, well, when you get punched in the mouth that first time in a regular season, how are you going to react to that? You right. know, uh, Brady always says that the, the, the thing to winning, it's difficult and there's ups and downs and there's always going to be ups and downs no matter what you do. So, um, yeah, it's definitely there's value in, in a day like today. Like you don't want to hear it. You want you want to hear, oh, Tom Brady completed 15 deep passes to Mike Evans all for touchdowns. Oh, and, you know, the, the defense was flying around and, and stuff. That's what, you know, but these types of practices are also needed i i think because it it, it humbles you a little bit it makes oh, you yeah. think oh like so something we did today ain't working something we did wasn't right so uh james is in the chat unfortunately um <laughs> uh, uh ben leaper a, a positive is that oj OJ's injuries have mostly just been random freak injuries. It's not as if he keeps tweaking the same body part over and over. That's true. But yet again, he has had an injury every single season. Yeah. So that tells me that while he's a talented player and it's not the same injury, he is still injury prone. So um, uh, 15 days, uh, Jack points out 15 days of the Bengals game. That's Giovanni, Ber Giovanni Bernard's old team. So maybe he'll just play the whole game and just have a, a revenge preseason game. Yeah, right. Let's uh let's float over the rest of the tight end room while we're mentioning OJ Howard. As far as your starters go, Cam Brait, Rob Gronkowski, and OJ Howard, you kind of know the role everybody's gonna have. You know what to expect from Cam. He's definitely gonna come up clutch a few times this upcoming season. You know what to expect from Gronk. I mean, to a degree, you do. I'd like to see, you know, maybe certain ways Gronk can improve his game. Um, because watching he, he can he can start he can start the year faster he can that's, start that, the year faster for sure. for sure because when i was watching him run today and watching highlights of him run last year you know he, he's always slow but today he looked a little more fluid like he'd been running for a little while so that's always a very positive sign but let's talk about the battle going on for that last spot on the roster oj howard hasn't been at practice cam Brait has not been at practice 
and uh, Gronk had a few vet days. So a lot of eyes have been on Tanner Hudson, who's found a way to stick around, and uh, Cody McElroy. Now, I-, I like watching this battle because we know Tanner Hudson can make the catches. He's not the most physical blocker in the world, but Cody McElroy so far this camp has really started to show that he can make some of those catches as well. So I think this is a battle that's going to come down to who's the more physical tight end off of the line of scrimmage when you're getting a block on somebody. Um, But as far as today goes, McElroy had some great catches. He did have that one drop that I mentioned, and I think Tanner Hudson probably got the better of him today because I do not think he had a drop. Um, And if he did, it was probably only one. But uh, I want to know your thoughts on that battle and who you think kind of has the edge there. Well, I mean, I'm going to throw out another name that I threw out last time, my take back, uh, Jarrell Adams, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, he, he, he has cooled off a little bit. I'll, I'll admit that like first few days of camp, he was everywhere. And now he's cooled off a little bit, it seems, but, um, I think he's still in that mix. I, I think that battle is going to come down to yet again with the, with the fifth corner spot, like we talked about last, last episode. Uh, I think that's going to come down to who, who's playing well in these actual games, right? Uh, who, who is making the differences in the games that matter? Not necessarily practice. I think. You know, who who's going to do it? I, Tanner Hudson has experience. Uh, Cody McElroy is, has been there before. I think what they, they signed him right before, I think the Texans game in 2019. Um, but Jarrell Adams actually has, like I said, more receptions and more seasons played than all those guys. Uh, so like experience probably goes to him, but familiarity goes to Tanner Hudson. Um, if Ryan Griffin's in the game, I mean, that's, yeah, right. Tanner Hudson's a lock to make the roster. So <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to see. Uh, I think the Bucks would have liked Tanner Hudson to show a little bit more in the actual regular season because yeah. he got a, a he got some snaps later later in the year. Uh, I think they would have liked to seen him show a little bit more. He didn't, and I do think it's an open competition. I don't think his spot is safe at all, and he's gonna have to have a good preseason. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Another thing that's important to mention is that we talk about the preseason coming up, uh, but not too far from now. The Bucks are going to have pads on. Of course, they got to get used to that, but they got another team coming to town for a joint practice, and that's the Tennessee Titans. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see. You know, going back to the, uh, the bad day at practice today, obviously you build off of it. You set the tone for the type of team you want to be, but I think, like you said, it humbles you a little bit. And it makes you pay attention to your job a little bit more. Let's look at the tone of Bucks training camp over the years. Um, 2019, there was no music because Bruce Arians was the head coach and he said, we're not going to have any effing music. And they didn't and they haven't to this day. Um, but, you know, training camp practices in 2015, 16, 17, it was it was loud music. It was a lot of distractions. It was a lot of fan interaction, which there's nothing wrong with fan interaction. But when you're setting a tone for a championship football team, you got to focus on what you're doing in front of you before you focus on all the flashing lights, the cameras and the people behind you who want your autograph. Right. So maybe Bruce came off as a hard ass. But, you know, when you've got another team that's going to show up to your facility here in just a couple of weeks, you're going to have to be prepared. So that's just another thing to think about. But it adds a whole nother level the training camp practice once that other team comes to town. And I think it'll be great for some of these uh, younger guys to get some more valuable reps. It's funny how with those joint practices, the first day of the joint practices is very cordial, but then like what they normally do two or three days of practices, but I'm excited for guys to be chirping at each other, man. Julio's going to be practicing. 
that last day, people, um, yeah, people really go. I think people go at each other more then than actually in the games. Like, you know, for the stories you hear, like the Angelo Hall and DeAndre Hopkins a few yeah. years ago with the, you know, um, that whole fight. Like, you hear a, a ton of crap about these joint practices. So they're always fun. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, but like you said, I mean, I'll admit, like, as far as fun goes, training camps in the past were more fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, know, you, had, you had the music blaring and all the video clips and the, the loud crowds and the, the players. Yeah. You know, really pumping up the crowd and stuff like everybody. It was went, like a big party. You know, everybody's hanging was. out. And, Football's and, and back. Like, hey, like, let's admit, practice. Yeah. Like, I'll admit that was more fun than this. But, hey, winning's more fun than anything. So, <laughs> um when I went in 2018, like there was, there was music playing. I was just yeah. jamming out to the music. I right. Like, oh, yeah. Right. I was like, I, Vernon Hargraves was on the sideline dancing. Carlton Davis was on the sideline dancing. Yeah. I have video of them doing it. Um, you know, guys, will, yeah, guys I mean, will high a, five guys will talk, not necessarily talk to fans, but they'll acknowledge, give a little wave or something. Like there was yeah. a guy, there was a guy who had his kid. He ran up to the gate in front of me and Mike was getting some water, Mike Evans. And he goes, Mike, Hey, Mike Evans. And then he points at his phone and Mike kind of gave him one of these turn, looked, and then like crouched and, you know, threw up a sign with his water. But like he gave the dude a picture. But that's, that's cool. That's the most interaction that I think should be had by a team that kind of needs to, you know, buckle down and focus a little bit. Right. Uh, limiting yeah, those it, distractions, it setting the tone for your team. That's that's what everything's been all about these past couple of years. And and Bruce being a hard ass today after practice is kind of just the culmination of everything we've been trying to do or his coaching staff has been trying to do uh, since he got here a couple of years ago. Yeah, if you're the Jaguars trying to get more fans like that's OK, whatever, do it. But trying to win football games like clearly what you were if if yo know, if they if they kept the music and they kept the fan interactions and they were winning okay you just keep doing it sure it works but clearly it wasn't working so yeah. something needed to change and clearly it did the ping pong table same thing the ping pong table that was in the, the locker room that was i think that was even more distraction than the actual music and stuff yeah um i think players just wanted to end practice just to do that i think they raced to that thing almost um <laughs> uh ben leaper gonna be a fun test to see our run defense out there versus king henry again i mean i, I it's a practice so like you're not really gonna see many like runs like like in a game and i mean i don't even know how much he's gonna play in the preseason game if at all so i'm really excited much, i'm really excited sorry sorry no you're good you're good um, I'm really excited to see our corners get some work up against Julio Jones and also AJ Brown, uh, Tennessee, you know, they had joint practices with the bucks in the past. This is not the Tennessee Titans that had joint practices in what 2018, 2019. I think it was 2018. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, this is, this is a good team to be, uh, to be practicing against because whether people like it or not, when you look at the AFC playoff picture, the Titans are kind of making their way towards the top of that conversation, but you know, obviously we'll find that out once the regular season comes around, but and I think it's just a, you know a great talented offense to practice against. They're a hard nosed football team. Oh yeah. Like they're, they're a football team that's going to give it to you. Like they're not going to go soft. Mike Vrabel ain't going to go soft. Like they're a hard, I feel like, I don't know if the bucks are necessarily hard, like to play against in a sense of like physicality and stuff like that. I think I he got like some nasty guys teams. on defense. Yeah, I, but I think like you got some physicality teams. on that D line. Well, I mean, you do, but but like, there are certain teams anyway, that are just kind of like, nasty. Like the the Titans are one of those teams. I feel like they're just like 
they're just yeah I, I feel like the ravens are almost that's why the ravens and titans games have always been so entertaining in the past yeah. few years because both those teams are like so like so physical um so uh anyways kevin says he's just ready for actual football again i i agree hey kevin second that ladies and gentlemen uh what are we six five six days away from televised football yeah between two nfl teams august 5th right i think steelers cowboys nfl hall of fame game it's going to be two nights of hall of fame inductions uh they have basically said that it's going to be the greatest gathering in football history in the little town they call canton well, I mean, I, don't know. I think greatest gathering revolving around football is when me and Rhett gathered for wings in the living room. But okay. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Emily says, hi, guys. Rhett, your vid from camp was great. Thank you. Uh, Ev- Evan, Rhett, can't wait to hear your upcoming takes on our win-loss predictions for the coming season. Extremely excited for this season and go Bucks. It's funny you mention that, Emily, because next week – we are doing our season predictions. It's, it was actually, it was actually it was supposed, supposed to be, be today. This, it was supposed to be this <laughs> show. Supposed, yeah, <laughs> we said we said a couple weeks ago. All right, well, you know, next Friday rolls around, we'll we'll go live and we'll do our season prediction show. And then training camp started, and then we're like, well, we have so much to talk about. You know, everything went from zero to a hundred so quickly that here we are having to reschedule. But yes, next week, I don't know what day of the week, but next week for sure our season prediction show. We're going to go through every game on the schedule and break down how we think it's going to go for Tampa Bay. And of course the other team who's involved as well, uh, but it should be. And a good I'm just one. saying, um, listen to what I predict because I'm two years running where I have the exact record. I, I am right on with their record. In, uh, listen, 2019, I... I predicted, in 2019, I predicted seven and nine. And that last year I predicted 11 to five. So listen, I know that you're a bit ridiculous at times, and people on this show have pegged you of as not having a sense of humor. So I don't know if you were joking. But uh, Evan texted me the other day and said the Bucks are going like 7-10 and 10 this year. He said, lock it in. Lock it in. It's happening. The Super Bowl repeat. They're going to whiff so bad they're going to miss the playoffs. 7-10 and 10 is what you told me. Right? <laughs> Am I remembering things incorrectly? Do I have to pull up the oh, receipts? Yeah, you're, you're, I, I got it right you're here. You check your sheets. Yeah, you're... you're... Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't used that one more on the show. The check um, sheets. <laughs> I, I like that one. I like using that one in my personal life. It doesn't matter the con t- context. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Nah, yeah. I'm clearly joking. Okay. Like <laughs> you, you, you know, like I'm clearly joking. This is clearly a six and eleven football team. This, this <laughs> team ain't winning. They're not winning seven games. Like, are you kidding me? Oh um, my word! Let's anyway. uh before everybody leaves the live stream, right? <laughs> before everybody just heads out and, and unsubscribes and never comes back. <laughs> Do you want to uh you want to talk about the quarterback room today? We'll talk about the camp these guys are having so far. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh, you know what to expect there. Tom's going to be on target. He makes it look routine out there. And uh, year twenty two, yeah. Year 22, he still looks fresh as ever. Finally took that knee brace off, and uh, he said he doesn't need it anymore. So yeah, because got, he doesn't have a torn MCL anymore. We've so. got a fully healthy Tom Brady out there. Yeah, but he's been wearing that knee brace for years, has he not? I guess he's had a torn MCL for years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Tom Brady is having a pretty good camp. He's making all the throws he needs to. Not entirely worried about him. He did have an interception today, 
but it was one of those, you know, blindly throw it up 45, 50 yards down the field. And if you if you want to watch that interception, that is a part of the training camp vlog from today. So if you want to watch that interception, that exact play, go watch it. Yes, sir. He also had a great touchdown to Antonio Brown. Uh, he was able to hit Gronk in stride plenty of times. There was one play where Gronk kind of got out there a little quicker than I expected him to, but it was right down the seam. Picture perfect, as good as it gets Brady to Gronk, so he's having a good camp. Blaine Gabbert has had an up-and-down camp, but today was probably his worst day of practice. Um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. I, I think I think he was having trouble finding his open guys. I don't know if coverage was that good, but it seemed like he was always late getting the ball out, having to make a last-second decision, and it just didn't look great if he hadn't already taken the sack. Um, so hopefully he can bounce back once the pads come back on. Ryan Griffin looked great today. Uh, Ryan Griffin was throwing dimes. He was throwing beautifully. He hit, uh, I believe it was McElroy in the slot, just right between two guys, hit him in stride. Um, he was making a lot of great throws today. I think this was one of his better days for sure. And then here we go, the elephant in the room, or the Gator, if you oh. will. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a Gators fan, but let's talk about Kyle's, uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle's Trask. Let's talk about Kyle Trask. He has not been great. Um, You know, we talked about this with John Ledyard before camp. We talked about it on the last episode, where expectations are with him. Obviously, we don't expect him to take a starting rep this year, so nobody's, you know, setting the roof on fire because Kyle Trask doesn't look great in his rookie training camp. But I feel like what it is is, like, he just kind of looks lost sometimes. Like, he, he, I don't know if he's entirely understanding the offense. There were a couple of times today where he would make an adjustment at the line, he'd go through the play call, and I don't know if he forgot or if he made the wrong adjustment, but the coach would whistle the play dead, he would take his helmet off, and he'd go stand over there and then wouldn't take a rep for a couple minutes. And then towards the end of practice, I don't want to say he got pulled, but towards the end of practice when they were doing game management drills, running the offense, he did not get a chance to partake. Um, So I... You know, like I said, I feel like we can just chalk this up to having a hard time learning the offense. He's still a rookie. He's still learning an offense. And uh, that's just kind of where it is. He threw a couple of ducks, but I expect him to get more comfortable over time, hopefully. Uh, But safe to say, you know, we haven't seen him in pads yet, but it has been not the greatest start for Kyle Trask. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a difficult offense to grasp. Um, it's not one of the easier offenses to learn and, and for a rookie coming in, uh, who has, you know, expectations of, you know, his team's won a Super Bowl now, so they're expecting everything to be really, uh, you know, r- r- really sharp. Right. Yeah. And, and Trask has, it hasn't been that. Um, and I think, yeah, he's going to have a short lease in, in a practice. Um, but I mean, still so early that you can't really worry about that stuff. The one thing that is kind of worrisome is like coming out of college trash was labeled. And I even said it myself, I was like, he's a very smart player. And I didn't really think now we don't know if he's having trouble picking up the playbook. Right. This is just me making assumptions based off of body language. There has been no press conference saying that, you know, he's having trouble. Bruce says he's going to get it. Be patient. It's going to take him a minute, but you know, this is just kind of me drawing conclusions here after seeing it in person. So this is all based off of body language. This is not a report, but the only thing that there is to be reported is that he is not uh, starting out very great. <laughs> right. 
Um, so I mean, yeah, we're this is just pure speculation, but yeah. um, that's a little worrisome if 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 that's you know if that's any if that's the case at all, uh, because he was labeled as a guy who I thought was very smart, and I didn't think would have that much trouble picking up uh, the the playbook, but. It's still early. I, I think um, a lot of the, the throws, a lot of the ducks, he, he threw a lot of ducks in Florida too. I think you're going to see those every now and then. Uh, it, the thing with me though, man, is every time I watch that one. So I, I will admit, like I can tell that Kyle Trask wasn't in practice much today because on the training camp video, which you guys can view on the channel right now, uh, Kyle Trask was not very, featured heavily um most of the time you saw him his his helmet was off like yeah uh, when you saw him standing around today he was kind of standing outside the group of quarterbacks not necessarily away from everybody but just you know didn't actively look like he was getting ready to rotate into a drill really quickly yeah and and, uh the first one you know the, the first video which is also up on the channel you did see him a little bit but i saw some balls that had no velocity on it just, just had had no zip, and that's a concern for me. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Rich says, "Well, that indie game might be easier with Wentz out and definitely with a foot injury." That Even indie game Wentz is the last game time. of the season. No, no, it's not. That's a oh Carolina no, it's not. Game. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, the the indie game is uh, week twelve. Um, so even if he wins, misses time, I don't think he's going to be missing that much time. So I th- still think it's a safe bet that the Bucks will be playing wins. Um, really Kevin quickly, says you, I'm sorry. I did not mean to cut you off and we'll get right back to what that chat message said, but I want to get your, your opinion on this side note here. What was that little deal that the, uh, the Eagles had worked out with Indy where like if Carson Wentz doesn't take yeah. 75% of the season snaps, then they get picks back. So so no, so it's uh, the deal was uh, Carson Wentz to Indy for a conditional uh, first round pick. Now the right. condition on that first round pick is well, actually, I, I think it's 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 a conditional second. I think, um, but it, if Carson Wentz plays seventy percent of the Colts snaps, that second round pick turns into a first. If he I doesn't, see. if he doesn't, that pick stays a second. So right now. Philly can't be too thrilled um, because, you know, there's a chance he could still play 70% of the snaps. Like, you know, there's still a chance, but there's some doubt now on whether he will or not. And right. if they, if just because did, of the vagueness of the injury too. Like, yeah. Schefter comes out of nowhere and says like, Oh, he's out indefinitely. And then Rappaport he tweaked tries his to, foot at the end of practice. Yeah. Rappaport tries to cool it down a little bit, but then Mike Silver comes out and says that surgery might be needed. And, then that set Twitter ablaze. Um, All right. So let's get back to the Bucks quarterback, who also wears the same number as Carson Wentz now, number two. Uh, Kyle Trask, rather have him struggle now and hopefully learn from these mistakes. But that's sure, but it's it's a lot of mental mistakes right now, it seems. It's right. not necessarily on-field uh, production mistakes. And if you're not even getting on the field because of your you know, your mental mistakes, that's that's cause for concern. So it took Brady time to learn this offense. Well, sure, and like I said, it's a difficult offense to learn. Um, but, but he is Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, it's <laughs> Tom Brady. So um, still want to see him get like 75% of the playtime in preseason. Best way for him to learn is to throw him out there. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think, you know, if you throw him out there and he does horrible, are you just destroying any type of confidence he has? Like if you if you if you go out there and say, look, you're playing 70 percent of this game and he goes out there and just is is terrible. 
you got to sort of measure when to pull him and when not to, because right. that if you keep him out there too long, that could really hurt his confidence. And I think with a quarterback, a young quarterback, especially uh, you definitely need confidence. So um, with it'll be, it'll be interesting to see his usage in a preseason. That's yeah. what I'm very curious to see how much he actually plays in the preseason. Now with a situation, just like what you had mentioned, if he goes out there and plays 70% of the snaps and he stinks it up, he's terrible two, three picks by halftime, whatever it is. We know the Bucks aren't going to be afraid, especially Bruce Arians isn't going to be afraid to one, be honestly critical about it and two, pull him if he has to, but is anybody on this coaching staff or is anybody in the organization, are they going to be upset if Kyle Trask ends up on the practice squad? Or is that not even a possibility that he's the guy who I, ends up there? I don't think that's a possibility. Okay. I, I really don't. I just, because then you have to get into, I, I think you're still allowed to protect the guy or four guys or whatever every week. Mm-hmm. I think that rule is still in place. Um, is then, but then you have to use the protection spot on him. And I, I, if he goes to the practice squad, right. It's bad. It is a horrible (laughs) sign. If, if, if he can't even, if they don't even deem him, if they don't even deem, I'm surprised you even suggested. Uh, Yeah, I guess I should have prefaced it it and said, let me clarify. This is the absolute worst case scenario. And and we're not predicting that we, we, I believe. Trask will make the 53 and Rhett believes it as well. I, I think I he'll think. make some nice throws throughout I, I, the preseason. I, 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 I think I'm we'll have some sure. great takeaways. I'm, I'm pretty sure Rhett, oh, he's going to throw takeaways. Nice. I said um, we're going to have some takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure Rhett believes he'll make the 53, but I'm not sure because he's the one who suggested that. But if, if the Bucks don't deem him worthy of a spot on the 53-man roster, if they think Ryan Griffin – is a better option than longest tenured bucks quarterback of all time. You're talking about sure. sure. But the guy they picked in the second round, that is, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's kind of admitting defeat on the pick pretty early. Yeah. If, if that, if that happens, you might need to look at quarterbacks in the 2022 draft too, because if, 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 if he's not good enough to do that, if he's not good enough to make the 53 man roster, even like, I don't even expect him to really be active on most game days. Like I don't really think he'll dress or anything. Right. I think Gabriel will still be the backup, but if, if this dude can't even be on the roster, Oh man. Oh man. I would love to see Twitter on that day. And I'd just be laughing. Um, so Kevin asked, how do you expect the, the preseason split to be for the starters with one less game this year? Um, so I, I, I don't know. Are you talking all this? I'm, I'm going to assume he's talking about all the starters. Yeah. 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 Um, we discussed this a little bit last episode. I, I think the first two games, I think are going to be like a normal first two preseason games. I think you'll see one drive out of the starters in the first game and maybe like two drives or a quarter out of the starters in the second game. And you probably won't see them at all in the third game. Um, and I believe Rhett sort of said the opposite. I think he said nobody in the first game. And then didn't you say some, you know, they would be playing it in the second and third? No, I think, I think we well, agree. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Yeah, to that, go back you know. and check the tape. Go ahead and check your sheets. I'm going to have to check my sheet because uh, my, my sheet might be wrong here. But I do think you're going to see the starters. I don't know about like Brady and stuff. I think you might see him less than the actual starters. Maybe they want to get Trask uh, a, a drive with throwing a Mike Evans and Chris Godwin instead right. of Surreal Grayson and uh, Scotty Miller. You know, maybe they, they want – 
maybe you know they want him to get a, a spot with the ones mm-hmm. uh, that could be a case where maybe brady doesn't play in the first game or something i'm not really sure it's it's going to be interesting to see um it, okay and uh, nfl god real quick real quick just no you're good the you're chat. good uh assuming brady <laughs> assuming brady gets hurt which okay it's it's a it's a one game injury are you playing gabbard or trask as a oh, gabbard yeah and it's gabbard by too. a good good yeah. margin it's the average by a mile. Like, I mean, it's, you know, even like, even if trash looked good, they were still going to, it's it, Gabbard's the guy. Gabbard's the back. Well, Gabbard's not just the guy. Let me remind everybody that Blaine Gabbard is the man. Google's not going to tell you this because, uh, you know, I guess there's some rules to having a passer rating in the NFL and uh, only the legitimate quarterbacks get rated after so many passing attempts. And Blaine Gabbard was just shy of that, but unofficially, he is the man who had the best passing record in the NFL last year. Let's let's not forget that as well. So you mean to tell me if he threw like one more pass in that Detroit game, he would have had the best pass rating? I think NFL. he was probably like 40 passes short, but we uh, don't have wow. to mention <laughs> that part. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think he was a, I think he was a good 40 or 50 shy of where he needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I obviously if Brady goes down and it's just for one game. Um, it would it would be Blaine Gabbert yeah. if it, if it was if it was long if it was for the season, maybe they start with Gabbert, but then maybe you just throw Trask in there just to see what you actually have. Because if Brady goes down for the whole season, the season's done anyway. So like, what does it matter? Right. Um, so uh, you know, uh, TV twelve Goatman uh, says I hope Brady don't play much, meaning in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see, obviously, he wants to. I mean, we talked about that with John. Yeah. Like, he, he probably want to play all three games the whole game. And but. he uh, he addressed it today, actually. He wants to play as much, much as possible. He said, ultimately, yeah. it's up to Bruce, which is exactly what you'd expect your quarterback to say. Um, but he is willing to play as much as possible. And I'm sure those reps, you know, are going to do him just as much good as the other guys on the team. He's Tom Brady, but he's still an athlete who has to get conditioned to doing his job once a week. So... It'll be interesting to see the management, but yeah, he's going to be the starter you see the least, and I I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, I I, I think you're definitely gonna. Yeah, out of all, that's that. I mean, like we talked about OJ Howard last week about how much he's going to play in the preseason. Um, not a hundred percent sure how much he's going to play, but but we'll see. Um, NFL God also says. Rojo or Fournette, I got Rojo, meaning basically who's going to be the, the main running back this season. And I would agree. I, I think, you know, everybody called me crazy when the Bucks signed Leonard Fournette, and I was like, great. <laughs> Leonard Fournette's the second best running back on the roster now because he's not better than Ronald Jones. And, and you're like, not you even that big about? of a Ronald Jones fan, are you? Uh, well, he kind of turned you I around last year because I remember the start of the year, you were not a very big Ronald Jones fan. Hey, I got you a, had to, I got you a, had to eat crow at the end of the year. I know you remember that. I got a, a, a Ronald Jones jersey coming my way soon. Do you really? Um, I didn't buy it. I was going to say, you're not even a jersey uh, guy. So, like, it's hard so, for me to believe so that my, you bought it. So, the story was my dad's friend uh, works in a pawn shop. And mind you, I live in Pennsylvania, folks. Uh, and so he just he came across the Ronald Jones jersey. And Perfect it's, fit uh, and everything. It has a Super Bowl patch. Um, and it looks like a, a legit one. It's it's you know remember that the those black ones that they were selling. Yeah, the limited ones. Those, is that what it is? Yeah, th- that that's yeah. what it is. So. Nice, man. Um, Hell yeah, I got that on for twenty bucks or whatever. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm a so, big yeah, Rojo I, fan. I, I hate I hate him. I hate him so much. But yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm a big Rojo fan. Uh, it's no secret that it, I am Team Rojo over here, so I hope he is the back that has you know the upper hand this year, and I really hope he gets a thousand yards. Yeah, that that that, that was a little bit. I'll admit that's that was a bummer that he couldn't get a thousand yards. He was so close. when you get so close, and he he had COVID, and then he had the pinky thing. Like yeah, he would have gotten it if those two things wouldn't have happened. Um, here's an interesting. Well, actually, Rich says that 98 yard run against Carolina swayed him, right? That, that might be true. <laughs> this weighed a lot uh, of people, man. That might be true. Um, I mean, that's the longest run in Buccaneers history, so that might be true. Um, Ro- Robbie asked, how many games does this roster win with Blaine Gabbert at QB? So let's that's say a good question. Tom Brady's not even on the team. That is a good question. And yeah. I This is a discussion um, a lot of people have had, especially about last season. Yeah, so, so let's say that this exact roster just doesn't have Tom Brady on it. The exact same roster. Antonio Brown's on it. Rob Gronkowski's on it, just Tom Brady isn't. Week one to week 18, Blaine Gabbert is starting all the games. How many games are they winning, right? Honestly, I've got him in, with a 17-game season. I've got him in the realm of 9 or 10. I think they could definitely go 10 and 7 uh, with Blaine Gabbert, and the defense probably winning them most of those games. I am going to go 7 and 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the defense will win. It would win them some games, and then there'd be some games where like Blaine Gabbert just doesn't play horrible, and the Bucks' weapons are like just too much for an opposing defense. I'd so love the uh, I'd love the one outlier game because with a season like that and a quarterback like that, you're gonna have one game, and I hope it's against New Orleans where he just goes off for like 508 yards, seven touchdowns, no picks. He's the fantasy player of the week. Everybody gets so him on fantasy from the waiver wire, and he just plays terribly for the rest of the year. Basically, the <laughs> new Ryan Fitzpatrick, the whole, sure. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Fitz um, can do in Washington, though. Man, that would have been a fun quarterback room with Fitz and Brady. Right. So let's go ahead and wrap <laughs> things up with Brady, preseason expectations, and then I think we're going to break this thing down and get on out of here. But, I got uh, a take bag, too. It's a short one. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's a you short do have take, take bag, bag, but I have a take bag. Looking forward to that. So here we go. Tom Brady and preseason. Thank you to our uh, our guy, Greg Allman, for the quick math here. Tom Brady has played more preseason football than you might think. His career preseason numbers, 5,757 yards, 45 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. He's thrown 769 preseason passes, which works out to 40 attempts per year when healthy. I'll tell you, that stat line that I'm looking at right here, 5,700 yards is pretty freakish, but 45 touchdowns and 15 picks, that's a damn good year. Maybe a little high on the picks, but it's preseason, whatever. If, if you throw 45 touchdowns, who cares about the Yeah, right, picks? right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest segment here on the Cannon Fire podcast to wrap up most of every show. It is Evan's grab bag of takes. What have you got, my friend? Yeah, so... First thing, can we not do this like whole Super Bowl hangover thing after every bad practice? Like, yeah, I'm saying this because somebody came to me and said and said that, and I was like, "Come on!" There was, was like, a guy. Like there was a guy at practice today, and if anybody in the chat was there, if anybody listening or watching was there, please leave a comment and let me know that you heard this guy too. Every single time somebody made a mistake. I mean, every single time somebody made a mistake, he goes, ah, come on, Tom. 
We're not going to repeat with you throwing like that. And then somebody else would mess up and he'd go, oh, come on, Devin. Not going to repeat if you don't catch that pick. Uh, and like me and James started making fun of him after a while. I was sitting there and like uh, Blaine Gabbert threw a duck and I'm like, come on, Blaine. We're not going to repeat if you're throwing them like that. Um, everybody says I'm mean. That's everybody mean. else, other people started chirping at him. There and, was one and, guy, and, and and you just you just put that guy on blast. What if he's a loyal listener? Then I really appreciate him, and I'm sure it was all in good fun. Come on now, but somebody made a great point. They said try and be a fan, not a distraction. Um, but it was pretty funny. Like it, it was it was just kind of funny because after a while, I think everybody knew it was kind of a joke. Like it was a running gag. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Bruce heard him, and that's what put him in a bad mood today. Maybe. What if Bruce just called that guy out? Right. Yeah, there that's was a what guy. That was. <laughs> um, any other thing? I only I only had two things. Um, so NFL Game Pass sucks. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if 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 you haven't heard, the thing with NFL Game Pass is it was undergoing maintenance for like the last few weeks. Um. Yeah, you saw that too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um oh the live chat's the best man um anyways it was it was undergoing uh it was undergoing maintenance for like the last few weeks and nobody was able to get on it. whatever right it's yeah. before the season like okay so maintenance is done and it's all done and it it's back up and running but guess what no all 22 right now no oh, coaches film available right now well, do you remember um, the start of the uh, I'm pretty sure that it was 2019 start of the 19 season. The same exact thing happened with game film like game pass. Just nothing was there. And it took them like two weeks to get the first two weeks of the season on there. Right. Am I remembering yeah. correctly? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, um, <laughs> um <laughs> One of these days, one of these days, when, when we hit, when, 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 when we hit uh, 3000 subscribers, he'll say yeah. that. Um, so get us there, help us get us, get there and you'll get your wish. Um, so, so anyways, uh, yeah, it's, well, the all 22 is, is the game film. That's just another name yeah. for it. So uh, yeah. And they go, it'll be back in the coming months what do you mean mm. <laughs> in the coming month yeah. so like right now you that's a little you too can, vague you, you can you can watch old games and stuff but you can't watch the the all 22 and without that nfl game pass is basically worthless to so many people why and occasionally yeah i'll be bored and i'll sit down and i'll go on game pass and i'll find a game from like you know 2015 or something that was a fun game one of my one of my favorites to go back and watch is uh tampa oakland 2012 and doug martin had that monster games i love that one one. both that both those teams were scoring yeah Yeah. that that was a fun one um so there's no value to to game pass anymore like it's not gone it doesn't sound like it's gone completely but a lot of people are speculating like i wonder if this is the beginning of the end and now only nfl teams are allowed that stuff and like if you just buy game pass you won't be able to get the all 22 and i mean i know tons of people who have already canceled all 22 like i mean or game pass yeah. i know tons of people who have canceled or because the news came out yesterday yeah because uh, as far as game pass goes you know the version that we know and loved it has its uses beyond on-demand football, 
And I'd say that there is a huge chunk of the audience that pays for Game Pass that uses it for journalistic purposes or just wants to break down and learn the game of football, which, you know, that's the only avenue to do it. I would say probably 80 80 to 90 percent of the people that have Game Pass are using Game Pass for the film. Right. Because yeah. the thing is, like Game Pass, like yeah, you can stream stream live preseason games, but you can't stream live regular season games. So it's not like you're doing that. Um, it's it's bad. It's bad. And just like uh, Sean in the chat says, stop subscription equals you know put pressure, and that's exactly what they're doing. So I mean, I would expect that's why I think Game Pass is. I mean, all twenty two is going to come back just because I think the NFL is going to look at that and be like. Okay, we lost so many subscriptions yeah. yesterday. Um, and the funny thing was that news comes out on the 29th, which was yesterday, and today's the 30th, and the billing cycle was the 30th. It was <laughs> today. So everybody canceled it right before you were able to get billed. Nice. Um, so, yeah, the NFL, I think all 22 is going to come back, but I, that's a joke. Like, yeah. so yeah. I, can, I can't tell you, and, and it's for preseason games too, the All-22 film. So I can't tell you who looks good in the preseason from the coach's film perspective or after the Cowboys game. I can't tell you after all after looking at the film, there was this, I can't tell you any of that because it won't be available. So hundred, you know, people are paying 100 bucks a year um, to buy a, a thing that just to watch old games that they've already seen. So. Right. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It is a shame. Hopefully they get it fixed because, as you had mentioned, uh, there's so many types of people who use Game Pass, but a good majority of them go there exclusively to check out game film because it's the only way to do it. So unless they open up another service because they got to get your money, they might as well get it figured out with Game Pass. And hopefully stopping your subscription puts a little bit of pressure on them to make those changes happen. And uh, hopefully it all happens before the start of the regular season. But fingers are crossed. We'll see what happens and how the NFL answers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Evan's take bag, and that also marks the end of this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. I want to say thank you to our live audience, everybody hanging out with us right here on YouTube. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We got plenty of great content. I'm going to be back at training camp tomorrow. It is the first day with pads, so expect another training camp vlog to come out. I'm really glad to see that those have had a, uh, a positive reaction here on the channel because we've been trying all sorts of stuff. And not everything has a great reaction. So to see those do well is really awesome. Thank you guys so much for your support. Um, NFL God YT says, Jameis threw half of our games. Time heals Rhett. Yeah, well, he's over in New Orleans doing training camp over there. And from what we've heard, uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe well, shit. I, and, well, also, yeah. I mean, well, NFL God, that was, just, that was a super chat. It so was a super thank chat. You a thank you so much, buddy, for the $2 super chat. You're the man. I promise. Don't doesn't He doesn't even. That's, the, that's how he's going to get you to mention the, the former yeah. quarterback now. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he did it. He did it. Good job, <laughs> buddy. To give you money. Uh... <laughs> no, but we really do appreciate your super chat. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's been here the whole stream. He was the first one in chat. Yeah. Uh, he is the man. Our buddy Rich, storytelling, NFL God, Sean Proctor. Our buddy Chase was checking in. Emily was here earlier. Robbie, TB12, Kevin, Ben Leeper, and anybody else that I may have missed. Thank you guys so much. If you're watching on YouTube and you prefer to listen to the show, check us out anywhere you download a podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, all that good stuff. We are on each and every single one of those, so make sure you check out the show there as well. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Buccaneer News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. 
the number one Buccaneer fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. That's it, folks. Training camp week one is just about in the books, and from here on out, it is live action. Pads are going on, and it's going to get physical. We're excited to keep you up to date with all the latest from Buccaneer training camp, and we will talk to you soon. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast, brought to you by your friends over at betonline.ag. We'll catch you next time. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.